0: Welcome to Hour of Champions. I'm Steve Warner, former bond trader turned entrepreneur. In each episode, it is our goal to help people reclaim their courage by connecting them with their physical, mental, and spiritual greatness. Join us as we help reshape our stories and become the heroes of our own personal journey. Steve Warner here founder and creator of the Hour of Champions and I have my friend James Carpenter Barnes with me today and you want to talk about I I love this because we just met a few weeks ago um, through another through a mutual friend and we hit it off so quickly not only did my wife and I get invited to uh, the uh, Barnes residence where they have their studio James and his lovely wife Wendy and I got to with James and Wendy allowed me to tell my story and spread my victim to hero mantra. And I got to hear his story as well. And he's got an amazing story, a crazy, amazing story um, that falls right in line with what we do here uh, at Hour of Champions. And I can't wait for him to share it today. So welcome, sir.
1: Well, thank you, Steve. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be a part of Hour of Champions. Um, and it was it was awesome having you on the show. It really was. Um, it was I don't know. It was it was interesting in that we both came from similar worlds. You know, maybe twelve years ago we were both in the uh, real estate financial arena, and um, we both got bit <laughs> and yeah. suffered loss. You know, and and here we meet now. And we're both reaching out to others to encourage them, to lift them, to inspire people to be, them be their best selves. And as you say, to move from victim to hero, which is huge. When I heard you say that, I, I, I got it. it made me think, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. And as we were just saying, you know how you do things, but you're not doing it intentionally. You, you're doing it out of uh, intuition or reflex. You know, and you have that mindset that you understand you move from a place of victim to a place of hero, a place of victory in your life, a place of success in your life where you've overcome whatever it was that, was, that, that had you. You now have control. You've taken your power back, so to speak, as you, as you put it. And when I heard you say it like that, and you just summed it up, victim to hero, with the arrow. I love it. I love it. It's powerful.
0: I I saw that you, you, you allowed me to diagram that and you caught it very quickly. And I could see, you know, you can kind of read somebody's mind. I'm like, Hey, I got a strong feeling that I'm going to be hearing a victim to hero story also.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I, um,
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's my intention to bring guests on this podcast. Um, that really can help people understand that no matter how no matter what the crisis that you find yourself in and um and, and kind of buried in that victim mode, there's a hero in there hiding somewhere yeah and, uh, i I can't wait for you to share the story with our listeners
1: well um my story actually began. I grew up in inglewood uh that's the part of Chicago where right now they have you know High murder rate um i was a what's called a i was a member of, I got drafted into a gang at thirteen. I was in a gang called the, uh Gangster Disciples on the south side and um so from that i I escaped the gang life through music and athletics because I ran track, I played basketball, and I played guitar, I still play guitar. Well you've seen all the guitars I got? Oh yeah, we should you know, have. and I wound up playing in a band. And so I wound up, I was going to DePaul University. I was a pre-med student at DePaul. And as was Wendy was a pre-med student there as well, after I was. And I decided to leave school, I wanna do music. I got into that and then I started doing drugs. And as I did drugs, I did more drugs. Then I realized, hey, I could do drugs for free if I sell it. So I started selling drugs. And during that time, I had been pulled into a world that I wasn't, it was just, just an evil world. I was just surrounded by an evil presence all the time. And so some people don't understand it, but I had an experience where I, I, I was allowed to see that there is a God and that there is evil, there are evil forces that we're surrounded by. I experienced both. And for, for a lot of, for a long time, I used to um, not really appreciate the hardship that I went through, the pain I went through, the, the fear I went through. And, and the blessing in it for me was I'll, all the drugs I did, I never got addicted. I was able to just stop. I didn't have to go through treatment. I'd have to go through any of that. And, So what wound up happening, um, I became a born again believer and I started going to drug rehab centers, talking to guys who were heavy drug dealers. I mean, guys who were mandated to 15, 20 years in jail unless they go to treatment because they they had the money to buy their way out. And so I would go on Monday nights and I would talk to these guys and we would just connect because they knew where I came from. I I used to show them a picture of me, Steve, when I was 27. I looked older at 27 than I do right now. I have really long hair and I, man, I was, I was, I was a mess, but I would show them this picture. They would look at it and they would say, wow, that's you. They say, you look so different. You look so, and I would tell them and I would share the principles with them because it wasn't about a religious thing. It wasn't about being being Catholic, Protestant, or Jewish, or whatever. It was about one human being sharing the power that's available to each of us if we open our hearts to it. And and as I did that, there were guys that did, they received it. One guy in particular, uh, his name is um, Henry Abraham. He became a prolific writer he he started a an online like school he and when he got arrested he was running drugs between chicago and new york he had a duffel bag full of money that bought him bought his way out of going to prison so the what i'm getting at is all the things that i went through i was studying to be a doctor and i, I wanted to have this illustrious life and but my life took a different turn and that was a time when I felt like man, and I messed up, and, and now my life is gonna suck, and and it, it I was I was in the victim mode, so to speak.
0: Mm.
1: I didn't realize it, but I was grateful not to be bound up like I was, but I didn't appreciate the lessons till till some years later, and realized that well wait, if you hadn't gone through that. The, 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 the hundreds of people that you've talked to and helped and changed their lives, you wouldn't have been able to do it.
0: Did you find yourself in a, in a safe place being that victim? I kind of...
1: No, it was, you, you're resentful. You become resentful. You, you're feeling sorry. You're very quietly, very quietly feeling sorry for yourself, so to speak, you know? Um, it's like, you know how you mope? Yourself, you're not really saying anything to anybody else, but inwardly, you're very, very, very disappointed, very unhappy. But you're very quiet with it, you know, and you anesthetize it with activity, you know.
0: Interesting, yeah. I always found when I got caught in my victim mode that I attracted other victims into my world because misery loves company,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: It was kind of a safe place for me to be. I I was expecting people to feel sorry for me because was mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. And I got lazy and um, it was uh, as sadistic as it sounds. It was just a safe place to be because I was a victim.
1: Yeah. And you know what? There's a, uh, a part of us that generates certain chemicals in response to certain thought patterns. And the limbic brain, which is the heartbeat of the endocrine system, it secretes uh, serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, all those different feel-good hormones, as well as cortisol and the adrenaline that you feel when when you're afraid. That's the limbic brain, and that's the part of our brain that controls how we feel physically. And so when we begin to think along a certain line, our bodies create chemicals that we become used to feeling and we become comfortable feeling. We feel safe feeling them, you know? And so we revisit that line of thinking of, oh, poor me, or woe is me. Or in my case, um, you know, I wasn't, I didn't do drugs or alcohol ever again. You know, I wasn't getting high anymore, you know, but my thing became women. And that was that was how I um, dealt with my modes or my downtimes or when I felt less than or when I felt inferior or I felt like a failure. I would I was able to connect with other people that may have had a different experience, but we both got issues. You know, so we share our issues together, you know, which is not healthy, you know. And, and until you realize that's what you're doing, it's a cycle you get in. It's a cycle you get into because it's comfortable, like you said.
0: Yeah, that's that misery loves company. Uh, so So when you started to pull yourself out and get that trajectory, that arrow that I showed, did you feel – any sort of a disconnect between your heart and your mind? Did you feel an emptiness in your soul by any chance?
1: No, I did not because of the fact that the experience I had, I learned about to understand somewhat about prayer. I didn't understand that prayer is not just you talking to God. It's, it's a, it's communication and it's connection. So it's not just you verbalizing your 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 feelings or what you your thoughts or your concerns or your worries to 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 your God. It's it's expressing that, but it's also spending time in that energy where you allow yourself to absorb that energy, which we can do because we're energy. You know, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with noetic sciences. Uh, noetic noetic sciences is, is, is something that's relatively new. It was founded by an astronaut that one of the astronauts that went to the moon where they literally study the, uh, the ability of our human consciousness to affect physical matter mm. and including our own physical matter, you know? And so like the things that you, the story, when you tell your story that you would, you know, you would do exercises and you would work out and then you would meditate and you would pray and you would do, you would do things spiritually, physically, emotionally to, to deal with your entire being. You can't just deal with one part of yourself. We're a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. So you address all three of those so that you're healthy and you're sound and you're balanced. You know, and even in, in, um, in the book of Proverbs, uh, it says in uh, 20, 23rd chapter 7 verse, it says, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, what that scripture is talking about is not the heart. That word heart in the Hebrew literally means your physicality, your emotions, your mentality, every aspect of you. Because you, as you think in your mind, as you believe in your heart, as you th- believe in your body, That's why your doctor had you doing those wind sprints and push-ups and all of that stuff. All that stuff was synergy to enable you to be strong enough. I mean, what good is it for you to be emotionally sound and you're mentally offbeat? Or if you're mentally and emotionally together and you're physically unfit? It takes all three. And so for me, because I began, I studied a lot of different texts. I studied... The, uh, the, the Zohar, which is uh, Jewish text based in uh, Jordan, in the part of Jordan. And then there's ancient uh, Indian texts that talk about the energies that we that we have within us and how we can tap into that energy to impact not only our physical selves, but our literal environment and those around us with the energy we have in us. That's the power that that you exhibit. I saw that on you. Right away, because when I the first time I saw you your uh, video, you were going off. You were having a fit <laughs> about <laughs> about the about people being uh, wrongfully or or uh, incorrectly medicated. that there are people who do need meds, yes. but there are other people who do not need meds. They don't. They need to. They need to get in touch. They need a heart mind coherence, like you were just saying. If you don't have that heart-mind coherence, you're going to have a chasm. You're going to have an emptiness there. And so it has to be filled with knowledge. It has to be filled with a spiritual experience where you allow the creator God to come in because the scriptures say that if you, if you call unto him, he'll come. And that his love for us, he has no respect for persons. I believe God loves Christians, Jews, Muslims, Hindus, shamanism, Shintoism, whatever your belief is, I believe that God made us all. I believe that. And I believe that he's rich unto whoever will call on him right where you are, just as I did, just as you did when I was living on the lakefront. I was homeless. I go from being a pre-med student, playing in a band, about to do a European tour, we were in the studio with some musicians from the Commodores. We had the guy who was um, the band leader for a group called The Emotions who toured with Earth, Wind & Fire. We're recording an album, and then all of a sudden, I have this experience where I'm like, I can't play music anymore. I, I got to get away from this. You know." And, and so I wound up sleeping in my car on the lakefront. Wow. Was yeah. That,
0: that was rock bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I I lived there. I lived in that car all summer. I would eat I would I would tell people I would do an OMAD fast, one meal a day.
0: <laughs> you mentioned the Zohar. Did you uh were you studying Kabbalah also?
1: Uh I've looked into the different texts and what I'm what I look for is the parallels.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Because uh the Vedas, the uh the the Pistis Sophia, all these different text from thousands of years ago talk about what noetic scientists are discovering today. So it's nothing new man has always needed to holistically deal with himself back then, you know, two, 3000 years ago.
0: Well, I, I actually dabbled in the Kabbalah for about 18 months and They talk about uh, Satan, which
1: I guess is synonymous with Satan, which which appears all the time everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Shoulder that challenges us. So take us through that, that upward trajectory that got you into hero mode.
1: Well, what, you know what I found? I found the key for me. It may not be this for everyone. But I found my key was, um, and I believe I like to use scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, I believe in it. Um, There's a scripture in the book of Job, which is the oldest book. I think it was one of the first books written in the Torah. And it says that God turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his brethren. And so when I began to help other people, when I began to touch other people, that's when I began to rise. It wasn't about me. It was about me pouring myself out for someone else. It was about me sharing my experience with a group of teenagers in a gym. I'd have a gym full of teenagers and I'd share my story with them. And these guys, they didn't believe in, they wouldn't go to church, but they would come to the class I had. They'd come to the gym to play ball. Because they wanted to hear my story, and and that's the thing: when you pour yourself out to to another human being, that's energy you're giving. You're pouring your essence into another person, and that was it. Like I told you, when I saw you, uh, your first video, the first video of you I saw, when I saw you pouring your heart out like that, I said that man is passionate. And when you pour out your heart like that, when you pour yourself out like water, somebody's going to drink it and their thirst is going to be quenched.
0: That is true. I love the, I love the fact of you helping other people and giving yourself to, um, to others. And you allowed me to share a story when we were out for dinner last Saturday night and that was specific about meeting with a friend who had sent me some really serious texts and when I went to meet with him he said you're such a good friend you're here you're worried about me and my response was I'm not here for you I'm here for me
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
0: I win when you're in this seat helping the next person just like you described. and that is kind of the secret sauce isn't it
1: it really is is. it really is I've I've um Wendy I Wendy and I were discussing going on a different direction with our radio show uh, because, you know, people say, well, how much money are you making? Well, we're, we're not, we're really not making any money. We're, um, we were blessed to get this, this spot on the radio uh, because one of the owners of the station, I shared my story with him and he, he read some of my book, Between the Ticks of the Clock, and he said, you know, we, we would really like to have someone like you on our, on our station. We don't have anybody that talks like you. And so and so they made it where it cost us literally a little or nothing to be on every week and with fifty-five million listeners. Wow. Every month. And um, so we saw it as this is our opportunity to bring platforms forward where people can hear this person's message. They can hear the voice that is over here in the corner that nobody's hearing, but everyone needs to hear, you know? And so we look for people and we really don't have to look. They could, people find us, we call, just like we you and I met, who knew that we would connect the way we did. It was just through somebody who knew somebody who knew you and we connected and we, we had a kindred spirit. And, and so through you, there were people who heard your voice who wouldn't have heard your voice otherwise. There are people who will hear my voice who wouldn't have heard my voice otherwise other than our champions. So I believe that the creator has the the infinite wisdom and the omniscient knowledge and understanding of being able to uh, bring energy together to cooperate in a synergy to affect change. Because that's the world we're living in now. We've moved away from uh, competition. we moved away from the finite construct of the old business systems where it's my company against your company. We're going we're gonna to kill them. We're going to crush our competition. We're going to grind them into the powder and sweep them under the rug. But now, it's not about like... Them. I remember back in the 70s, you had Bob Sorot and Larry Lujak having DJ battles. That's right. Yeah, but now... There's more cooperation happening because there's power in cooperation. There's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. So when when we when we pool our resources and those resources come together, it's not like it's not one plus one. It's not even uh one times two. It's an exponential increase from just two energy sources coming together because in physics, that's how it works. Everything about us is physics. We're all energy. Everything is energy. Everything is in motion constantly. Everything, everything is about energy. And so our, the words we speak, the emotions we feel, the atmospheres we create, which create climates, which create uh, culture, which create behavior, which create destiny, which creates uh, humanity. You know, and so when we, when we come together and form these new atmospheres, it's create, it creates new destinies and new cultures and new belief systems and new dispositions. I believe the world is moving in, in spite of all the hatred and division that's happening right now. I firmly believe that there is a movement happening where people are coming together of different races, different religions, different backgrounds, different communities, different mindsets, and they're coming together in, in, in a sense of necessity in the face of all the violence and the hatred and the, and the shootings and all of that. When things get really, really bad, that's right before things turn and shift for the better
0: always darkest before the dawn
1: yeah yeah absolutely
0: well said so help us out here somebody's stuck in victim mode what would you tell somebody that's stuck in victim mode and how might they find the hero in their story like you did
1: well there's I always say there's different avenues for different people um you had um someone to work with you I had Uh, a church I went to, someone else may, it all comes down to us looking within ourselves, I believe, and being honest with ourselves and say, you know what? I need help. We have to get the ego out of the way. Mm. Because what the ego does, it edges God out. And when you edge God out, you... You on, you, you're on the corner with your britches ripped in the back, you know? And because on your own, obviously, you can't resolve it. You can't fix it because if you could, you would have done it. So you need to be honest. Get on your knees and say, God, creator, whatever you want to call him. Because God's got so many names, it's not even funny. More names than we could ever know but you get on your knees in here. I don't mean physically get on your knees, but you get on your knees within and say, look, I need help. Help me. And when you, you've heard your kid, when they, when they really, really hurt themselves, you hear that sound, there's a sound you hear. And when you hear it, you know, oh, it's something serious. This kid's hurt. It's, it's not a game, this is serious. You know, so that person has to say within themselves, help me and look within and then look around you. And when you look, when you say help me, look for help, look for it because it's coming, it's coming.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you you believe you can make that shift that there's a hero in every victim's story.
1: I do. I do believe that. I believe, I believe every one of us. I believe this. Um, again, there's a scripture that says that, that we, we all are born with a gifting. We're all born with a measure of faith. We all have the ability to believe the impossible. It's in us at birth. We all are born with a gifting and there are giftings and one calling And that calling is for you to use that gifting. We have a responsibility. Just like you have a responsibility, the gift that that you're exhibiting now is the same gift that has been reshaped and redirected towards humanity that you were using for business. Your your, your entrepreneurial uh, gene, that DNA that you have, is building. You have a builder's... Uh, spirit about you like Nehemiah you have a builder spirit instead of building businesses now you're building lives and when you build lives you're building businesses you're building schools you're building families you're building educational resources you're building all kinds of things that are necessary with that gift of building that you have my gift is inspiration I inspire people. I used to travel around the country. Inspire them. That's just what I do.
0: Well, on that note, on that note, you have a new book that's released. And on the 29th, I believe, we have a lot of Tower of Champions people in the Chicago area. So tell us about the 29th.
1: Okay. On February 29th, we're having a book launch in Oak Forest for my new book, Looking for God, Look No Further, Look Within. And it's going to be on that Saturday, February 29th at 5320 West 159th Street in Oak Forest. If you missed the book launch, you can go to my website, which is jhcbarns.com, and you can put in a request for the book there as well. Or you can go to Amazon. It's available on Amazon in Kindle and paperback. It's called Looking for God, Look No Further, look within. And uh, also, if you just Google J.H. Carpenter Barnes, your whole Google page will fill up somehow. I don't know how that happened.
0: For <laughs> well, people that are in search of spirituality, um, you know, I told you my story. I've told everybody my story forever. Spirituality was the, le- was the missing link in my life. And I looked under my bed, I looked in my trunk, I looked all over the place, couldn't find it, and magically it appeared on a snowy winter morning um, when I was put to the test, and uh, I wish I would have had some sort of uh, great reading material that would have opened my mind up It would have made it a lot easier for me. So, and, and I stress every morning to incorporate spirituality, and I think your book will be a great um, great adage to the Hour of Champions formula. Um, one more time, the, 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 the name of the book?
1: The name of the book is Looking for God, question mark. Mm. Look no further, look within. If you're looking for God, look no further, look within. Because if you look within, he's there, he's there. And the gifting he put in you from birth is there. People People pay coaches, And they go to seminars and workshops looking for their gifting and their gifting has been put where they can't miss it, right inside of them. So they just need to honestly take a look at them, look within themselves and instead of trying to be what someone else is, somebody will look at you, Steve, and say, wow, I want to be like Steve. Well, you're not Steve. There's only one Steve. There's one of him. We couldn't handle two of them. <laughs> we only got one. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the JW Fusion
0: radio show plays every Thursday?
1: Yeah, every Thursday. It comes on the day. At, it's on right now, actually. It's on the Artist First Radio Network. And it's also, the video version uh, is on YouTube, on uh, the JW Fusion YouTube channel. We have like 40 of
0: them. We'll post a link on our uh, Facebook page when we get the, uh, the podcast up we'll post a link we'll post a um, uh, reminder to the, uh, to the um, for the 29th um, everybody in the Chicago area if you're free that day um, and you're looking for help <laughs> help
1: <laughs>
0: yeah' Here,
1: I'm going to be doing a talk at the book launch as well um, I'm gonna be sharing something that I've been been studying on what is man, what is man? Not who is man, what is man? From a perspective of, uh, when you say who, that's a personal pronoun singular, but what is man? What is the function of man? Why, is man? why was man created? What is his function? Because when you say what is something, it, it, it suggests that there's a function, there's an operation, there's a, a, mesh, a, a, a machinery that is at work for this what to operate. And so I'm going to be talking about that as it relates to looking for God and, and finding our purpose, because we all have one. I mean, imagine how many people would have not committed suicide if they'd heard your message. How many people would not have wound up incarcerated if they'd heard my message? How many people? If so, we have more people sharing their stories. It's not about big eyes and little U's. It's about humanity coming together to support one another and and love one another and to encourage each other and uplift each other. That's what I believe.
0: I believe that too. And, um, I want to thank you for sharing your story and your insight. Um, um, and, uh, for everything you've done for Jill and I in this short period of time that we've known each other, it's, um, it's been magical.
1: It really has. We had such a great time on Saturday night. Yeah, we did. We
0: did. i watching you. Look, see that cheese on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that
1: was good, man. I'll tell you what. Wendy, Wendy's been trying to lose some pounds. We both love cheese. And I don't care. I'm going to eat it. I don't care. We, we, we were endeavoring to be vegetarians. We, we, don't, we don't eat. We pretty much plant-based. But every now and then we eat fish. And cheese. Those are our two weaknesses: fish and cheese.
0: And then the borders come in with chocolates the first day. So yeah, I
1: know, I know, I know, and, and, and we ate it too. <laughs> we All ate
0: right, it. My um, thank you again uh, so much. Um, I think we're frozen here for a second. Are we okay? We are frozen.
1: Well, I can I can still, well, I can still froze, hear the audio.
0: We froze there for a second.
1: Yeah, um,
0: I apologize, but thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom, and um, we, we're we're creating heroes on this platform. So yes,
1: uh, yes. So we're going to have you back on the show, uh, probably in April or probably April or May. We got to look at our schedule. We definitely want you back and. You and Jill come over and hang out because uh, I want your voice I want your voice heard because you really need to be on stage, being, just being honest. You need to be on stage uh, speaking, speaking your, your truth into the hearts of those that need to hear it because a gift doesn't manifest if there aren't recipients that need to receive that gift.
0: No, well, thank you, and right back at you.